Welcome to another inspirational message from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Tonight, we're going to be talking about, the, uh, well, the, the title of my message is Think About It. Think about it. And before we get to the book of Philippians, the fourth chapter, before we get there, um, allow me to read something from Isaiah for us tonight. You're probably familiar with the prophetic, messianic prophetic utterance that the prophet Isaiah gave us in Isaiah 53. You know, uh, but let me read specifically verse four for us tonight. Okay, in verse four uh, of Isaiah 53, the Bible says, surely, talking about the Messiah, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Now, isn't, isn't that amazing? Think about this, talking about Messiah, surely, for certain, he has you know, uh, borne our griefs and carried our sorrows as if it was not enough for him to have been wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace to be upon him and by his straps we are healed as if that wasn't enough surely he also in addition to that he 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 carried you know our sorrows he 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 bore our sorrows, he, he uh, griefs and sorrows, and he carried them, uh, you know, I mean, the things that, that we uh, are sad about, the things that we sorrow over, the things that grieve us, you know, the, the, the feelings of disappointment or betrayal or, 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 or the feelings, you know, that, that, that we have to deal with on a, on a daily basis. He also took care of those feelings. Isn't that great? He took care of our grief and he took care of our sorrows. Yet, it says, as we continue in that verse, yet we did esteem him you know, stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. Now, what, what in the world? Yeah, we esteemed him. Now, this word esteemed means to compute, basically, okay? Whenever it went through our brain, it came out the other end that this guy is smitten of God and afflicted. This guy did something wrong and God punished him. That's what mankind thought. Now, I, I know that you are like, you know, probably like me and you imagine that if you had been back in that day 2,000 years ago when Jesus was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, if we had been back in that day when Jesus was crucified and, and people spitting on him, that we would not have been one of those people. We would not have been in that crowd. We would have been a disciple, right? I mean, we would have, we would have been one of those that, that, you know, that believed him and followed him. But yet, this was the picture that even the disciples had of him this is the picture of what natural mortal man, the natural man's processes of thoughts are. 
that when we see something that we cannot somehow you know uh, make sense of or justify then we can if we're not watchful especially if we are religious we can put it into a category of you know uh it you know god did that god you know uh, that that is i mean that's what the disciples felt like can you imagine now these disciples 11 of them at that point one of them had you know judas had gone out and hanged himself but these 11 remaining disciples they were the best jesus had but yet they did not have a clue as to what was going on. They had no idea what was happening. You see, they had walked with the Messiah for basically three and a half years. They had seen him walk on water. They had watched him multiply the fish and loaves. They had seen him raise the dead, cast out demons, heal lepers, heal the deaf and the dumb. They had watched as, as he was, you know, uh, 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 you know transfigured, you know, uh, Peter, James, and John had while he was transfigured on, on, on the Mount of Transfiguration, and they heard a voice from heaven. I mean, uh, the, these guys, uh, you know, I, they, you know, completely, you know, believed. And what they believed was, is that Jesus was going to set up his kingdom on earth, a literal physical kingdom at that time, which will happen in a day to come. The scriptures, the Old Testament scriptures that they understood uh, pointed to a conquering redeeming victorious messiah and so here and following jesus around in all of these years they had watched him turn water into wine they had you know they had never met a demon that he couldn't handle they had never met any situation that he couldn't take care of they were used to being on top you know uh imagine it now uh imagine their shock because you know before, whenever people would come to even arrest him, you know, he would just pass right through the midst of them. He would just turn and walk through and they would part. And no one could lay a hand on him. Now, imagine their surprise, and indeed they were surprised, when he was arrested, beaten, crucified, put into the grave. I mean, his dead body is just you know a quarter of a mile that direction and they are in an upper room devastated completely devastated why well first of all because their dream had died first you know first thing they realized is that we must be wrong we expected one thing and we didn't get what we expected now these are the same disciples that just a, a couple of days earlier could not even tarry with the Lord for one hour. He said, could you not pray with me even for one hour? No, they couldn't, let alone wait three days in disappointment. Now, their disappointment, I mean, it wasn't an eternal disappointment. It was just, you know, a, a, you know a, 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 it was just going to be a few days, but they couldn't, they couldn't get past that. And this is the best that Jesus had. Jesus was, was, you know, I mean, he was Messiah. He was just as much Messiah in the grave as he was Messiah when he was walking on the water. 
And what they could not reconcile was their expectation. What they could not reconcile was their estimation of how God was going to accomplish his will. You see, they understood the prophecies which equaled promises from God. They understood, in today's language, promises that God had made, and they understood that they could depend on these, and they always had. But now they came to the first juncture in life, to the first hurdle that they did not see Jesus victorious. Think about it. They were depressed. They were sad. They were grieved. They sorrowed. Okay? They did not see Jesus victorious in the moment. It didn't happen like they thought it was going to happen. Now, bear in mind that, you know, they, they couldn't imagine waiting. You know, they, they didn't know that they were waiting three days. You know, I mean, you know, for them, it, it was a lifetime. They had no faith. They lost their faith. They lost their hope. They lost, they, they lost their dream. They lost everything. And what they could not imagine was that Jesus was victorious even in the grave. He was victorious, even though it did not happen like they thought it was going to happen, when they thought it was going to happen, and they could not imagine it ever happening. But that's not what faith does. These men had no faith. You know what they thought? They thought Jesus had been defeated. They thought that the will of God had been defeated. Now, they certainly believed that God was going to do what he said he was going to do, but he was probably going to have to find plan B because plan A just died. Hello? Come on now. They were grieved. They weren't in faith. They were locked up in a room, afraid to come out of the room. All their dreams, all their desires were dead, not realizing that all that God was asking them to do was just wait a little while. That's all. And they didn't understand it. Jesus tried to tell them. You see, God has a plan, and that's what I want you to think about tonight. Think about it. God has a plan. He didn't have to go to plan B. He's sticking with plan A. He's still on plan A. Plan A works. Okay? God's plan A works. Okay? Even though it might look like, you know, that it might be hesitating or that it might not be coming to pass in a way or in a time or in a, in, 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 you know, whenever we might imagine when our brain can't compute it. We start computing, oh no, oh no, what happened? Oh no, I mean, now listen, I realize we are in a political moment in the United States, but you would be wrong to relegate what I'm talking about to a political situation. God is not speaking to a current circumstance and situation. He's speaking to a lifetime. He is using a, a moment, no doubt, using a, a, a moment in which we are spiritually sensitive in order to plant a seed deep in our hearts. Let him do it today and let it apply wherever it may. But let me tell you, people face disappointments in relationships. 
They face betrayals in relationships. They face loss of finances, friendships. You know, uh, sometimes they, 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 they lose their jobs, lose their house, you know, uh, lose their friends. Many times they face uncertain sickness or disease that comes their way or something happens and flies in the face of what they consider was God's, you know, will for their life, God's hope for their life. Something they had banked on, something that they had had purpose, something that they had embraced, maybe something they had been walking with Jesus even for years and feeling as though that we're getting closer and closer and closer and all of the sudden something unexpected, you know, makes you, if you're not watchful, you can look at something that you once believed and feel as though that sorrow has covered it. That grief has, 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 has taken over. You know, it can happen in many arenas of life. Things that we hoped for, things that we planned for, things that we dreamed for, things that we held dear, things that, that we never imagined. All of a sudden, the unexpected, the unanticipated, you know, the, 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 you know uh, all of a sudden, what we hoped is no longer, it looks like there's no longer a path to, to our dream. But what they did not realize, what the disciples did not realize, is that God had a plan and plan A was good enough. God has a plan. He will succeed. You've been hearing me talk about this for over 30 years. You know, I mean, how many times? Almost every, almost every service that I stand up here, I say God has a plan. And I tell you that he is going to succeed. And then I tell you that you have a chance to participate. Listen, there, there, is, a, there, there is a play on the stage of life. And you have a part to play in different scenes, in various scenes. And whatever scene you may find yourself in, there is a character that God wants you to be. And not only is God casting for the characters that he wants in the play, but so is the devil. The devil is casting for characters to play his scenes and to play villains, you know. I mean, uh, th this is the, the reality. And not only is God offering us a part to play, but he's already written the lines for us. And that's one of the things we're going to talk about tonight. Because I want to play the part. You know, I want to be cast as the, as, as the good guy. You know, I really, I mean, uh, I've been offered a lot of bad parts in life. You know, I've, I've, I've been offered to play a lot of bad parts. I mean, come on now. If the devil needed a liar in one of the scenes of life, could he call on you? If he needed a discourager, in one of the scenes of life, could he call on you? If he needed someone to deceive somebody, uh, you know, in one of the scenes of life, hoping that he can win that, that, that scene, could he call on you? You know, if we're not watchful, we can typecast ourselves and we can be depended on to play a certain role in any scenario. 
in any group of friends, in any certain situation. We can be called upon to play a villain or a hero. You know what I'm hoping? I'm really hoping that God uh, looks at me and I'm hoping that I have practiced enough and, I've, you know, and whenever I show up you know, for, uh, for, for a casting call that he sees that I'm wanting to play the good guy. I want to play the hero. I want to play the guy that has faith. I want to play the guy that moves mountains. I want to play the guy that, that, that believes God against all. I mean, I want, I want to be that guy. And he's written lines for me, not only to rehearse, but also to embrace. So that hopefully it's not just, you know, a character, but I am the character in that scene that God can depend on to bring the word that he has instead of the word that, that, that the world may have or that the devil may have because there are a lot of characters in every scene. And here, when the Bible says that, that he bore our sorrows, you know, he, he, he carried our griefs, uh, I don't want to be the one that looked at Jesus at his death and said, mm, gosh, he almost, almost, he almost made it. You know, he was defeated. Something happened to him. I want to be the one that can wait at least an hour, at least three days, and not have it shake my faith. Not let it rob my joy. Not let it, you know, put me in a place to where Jesus, whenever he showed up on the day of his resurrection, the Bible says that he walked into where the disciples were and he rebuked them. He upbraided them for their hardness of heart and because they refused to believe. They couldn't even believe for three days. They couldn't even hope for three days. They couldn't give, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, something happened. You know, I mean, you're going along good in life and something happened all of a sudden. You know, what, we, we just throw our trust away? They had seen Jesus walk on water. They had seen him calm the storm. They had seen him raise the dead. They had seen him cast out devils. They had never seen him lose, and he still hadn't lost. They just didn't understand the pathway to winning. They didn't understand the journey to victory led through some moments that they had rather not go through. But it's not what we're going through that matters near as much as what we are going to. Every promise of God is yes and amen fulfilled in Christ. And 60 billion years from now, not one second will have passed in eternity and not one promise of God will fall to the ground fruitless or rootless. Not one jot, not one tittle will be left out. This world is not all there is to life. And however God manages this world, it is his to manage and not mine. My job is written in the word of God. And it's very simple and it's very plain that in the word of God, uh, I, I am given the lines. It would be ludicrous for me to imagine that one 
upset for me, one betrayal for me, one disappointment for me, one loss for me would signal that God is not God or that God's plan will not work or that he's not good or that he doesn't love me or he doesn't care about me or, he's, or, or, or that he doesn't have a plan to take care of me and to bring me through. And it would be unreasonable for me to lose faith if something does not happen the way I expected it to happen. Well, as I said, our time on earth is limited and God needs us to play a part. Someone will, as he told Esther. Mordecai said to Esther, listen, if you don't play your part, don't think for one moment that's going to keep God from getting it done. He'll find someone else. Surely enlargement and deliverance will arise from another location, but you are going to miss your day. And this is the very reason you came to the kingdom just for such a time like this. You know, Jesus was disappointed in his disciples. He rebuked them. He got on to them. His question was that he had asked them earlier, when the Son of Man shall return to the earth, shall he find faith on the earth? Well, he didn't when he came back. No, he didn't. He found a bunch of scared guys that thought the world was over. Their world was over. Nothing was left for them. All their dreams had died. And it hadn't even been three. You know, it, you know, it had just been three days. Amazing, huh? You know, uh, well, at any rate, let's look at Philippians chapter 4. And, and uh, 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 if, if we can find um, and learn our lines, okay? Now, as I said, I really enjoy my part. You know, people who know me, they know me as a certain character, okay? If you know me, you know. If you know me, wherever you've seen me, no matter what circumstance or situation you have ever seen me in, you have seen me smiling, you have seen me encouraging, you have never heard me discouraging, you've never, you know, you have never seen me as any other character. Why? Because this is the character that I'm hoping to play and be. This is the character I want to be, okay? And God has given me a part to play. And the part he gave me to play has some certain lines. And I have a, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to be this character. I'm supposed to be the guy that speaks that which is good to the use of edifying, that it might minister grace to the hearers and not death. I'm supposed to be the guy, you know, that, that has joy unspeakable and full of glory. I'm supposed to be that guy. I mean, you know, that's, and you are too. I'm supposed to feed the hungry. I'm supposed to, you know, uh, clothe the naked. I'm supposed to give uh, water to the thirsty. That's this, that's my character. That's who God has called me to be. Okay? And, you know, as far as you know, I am that guy because you've never known anything else. You've never, you, you have never known me as a ranting, raving, cussing, kicking, you know, screaming, you know, aggravated guy, unless you've seen me on drugs or something. But, uh, <laughs> I did lose 12 days of my life when I had shingles. I don't know what I did during those 12 days, but uh, it was a funny thing, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm scared. I don't even go back, but uh, I had shingles, and, and uh, uh, somebody gave me something, uh, a, a, a doctor, and so I told Brenda, uh, I said, I got to get up and go back to work, and she said, uh, uh, she said no, you know, you, you got to stay here. I said, oh, I can't. I've, I've, I've already been off work a day. She said, it's been 12 days. I went, what? 12 days I had lost. 
I said, what have I been doing? She said, well, you've just been doing everything. You know what I mean? I said, oh, no, I don't know what I've been doing. I, I still don't know what I've been doing. But I took that, and I went, and I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I got that bottle of whatever it was. Evidently, it doesn't. Evidently, drugs don't agree with me. And I poured it in the toilet, and I flushed the toilet. I know you're not supposed to do that. It hurts the fish or something. Or maybe, you know, it contaminates all the community water. I don't know. But that's what I did. Okay. Boy, about 45 minutes, <laughs> I was wanting to get in that toilet with those. I was wanting to swim around and see if I could find those things. <laughs> oh, man, it was horrible, the shingles. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, I've, I've, uh, I, I hope that that's the character that came through because that sure was the character that I invested in all these lives, all, 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 all my life. Uh, what character are you, you know? What character do you want to play? Well, let me tell you some of the lines that God has given us for the character that he needs us to play, okay? Uh, in Philippians, the fourth chapter. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Now, this is the character that God hopes that we will play. These are the lines that he's expecting of you. This is the person that he wants you to be. Without respect to what you may be going through, whether it's relationship, financial, you know, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, 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 tragedy, uh, trauma, you know, tribulation, testings, trials, whatever it may be, disappointments, political disappointments. You know, if, if, if your, uh, you know, a favorite uh, 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 senator or, or, or presidential candidate or, or platform or, or person did not get uh, what you thought they should get, well, then this is a good time to practice these lines. And to realize that you are supposed to rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be made known, uh, be, be known to all men. Gentle, gentle. Not harsh, not aggravating, not aggressive. Let your aggressiveness be made known unto all people. No, doesn't say that. Okay. That's one of the devil's uh, uh, parts that you can play. Yeah, the devil needs somebody to play a part too, by the way. Okay? Because there are a lot of people in every scene. Are y'all getting this? Okay. Why? Why do we want to do this? Your gentleness be known to all men? Uh, because the Lord is at hand. The Lord is coming soon. Uh, and and get, guess what he says in verse 6? Be anxious for nothing. Don't, don't, don't be anxious for anything. Uh, uh, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Oh, with thanksgiving. Wow. You know, uh, um, you know, this morning, whenever I got up, uh, I, I stayed up till three o'clock in the morning trying to find out who was going to win the election. I got back up at 540 thinking surely that somebody had found out something by now and they hadn't. They still hadn't told me anything I want to know. My goodness. But, you know, if you had have been in my house this morning, even though with all the potential disappointments, if you had have been in my house earlier this morning, you know what you, know what you would have heard? Uh, you know, the first thing I did is I read my word, okay? And God even took me to this word this morning. This is the word he gave me this morning. And you would have found me rejoicing in the Lord. You would have heard me singing songs this morning. I sing real loud at home. I, was, I mean, I, I fill my house up with, 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 with uh, well, you know, any, my part of the house with, uh, you know, and I sing, oh, I, I get in the shower and shut that door. Oh, my goodness. I sing those old songs, you know, uh, worship him, worship him. Let all that is within me worship you, you know. Gone are tears of sadness. Now my heart can sing. I sing louder than that. I scream it out, you know. Uh, and this morning I was singing an old song. You know, uh, we have come into this house 
Magnify his name and worship him. Just worshiping the Lord, thanking him. I found everything this morning I could to thank God for. Why? Because that's the character I want to play. That's the person I want to be. That's how I want to be in, in, in the days. Instead of locking myself up in a room, afraid that some, you know, and, and, and be all sad and think that Jesus can't handle whatever it was that was on my plate, I want to get up in the morning and play the part of the person who has faith in my tomorrow and trust in my future because I believe God and I'm not going to let a disappointment uh, rob me of my faith in God. I'm, I'm not going to believe that God cannot do what he said he will do. Be anxious for nothing. You know, last night I, I went out uh, late. I, I, the last thing I do before I go to bed generally is take my little dog out and uh, let him use the restroom and smell around a little bit. And so uh, I realized it was getting pretty late for him. He, he, you know, he didn't know all about this time change. I tried to explain it to him, but he was really sleepy. And uh, so, you know, along about, you know, on midnight or so, I'm thinking, I, I, I felt sorry for him, uh, you know, having to watch these election returns with me. And, and then I would swap out between Andy Griffith and the election. And every now and then I need some Andy Griffith just to get over this stuff. And then to get through it and then back in. And then and I would watch Andy Griffith and, uh, and uh, you know, uh, I went back and forth. And, and so uh, I, 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 I said, come on, uh, buddy. His name's Buddy. And we, we, we went outside and I said, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, you know. But I looked up in the sky. Oh, marvelous. Oh, you know, Mars is right up there, you know, and that, uh, oh, you know, oh, it was just amazing. It was just, and I'm, I'm looking and I'm thinking, oh, Lord. And I just begin to thank the Lord for all the things, all the privileges. You know, I can go outside at my house. Not everyone can go outside and look around. Not everyone had, has that freedom. You know, not, not, not every person, even here in our community, there are some people incarcerated that can't do that. And, 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 and you know, I, I, I want to lift them up in prayer and at the same time thank the Lord for all that's, I mean, do you realize how much we have to be thankful for? You know, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. I let him know what I want. I told him what I wanted. You don't have to be shy about that. But I thanked him for everything that he has done. Because ultimately, this is his world, not mine. This is his world. And the peace of God, and that's exactly what, what happened. I let my request be made known to God. Guess what happened? The peace of God which passed all understanding, because I did not understand anything about what was going on last night. Uh, but it passes all understanding. It will guard your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, finally, now think about this. Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if they're is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Wow. You know, this is the part God wants us to play. In our good days, in our difficult days, in our, you know, in, in, in our victories, and also in what we feel as though may not happen like we want it to happen when we want it to happen. We have a part to play. Without respect, to who may be, uh, you know, uh, who may win the House or who may win the Senate or who may win the White House. You know, without respect, there are things we can control and things we cannot control. But we have a part to play, and that part is to rejoice. Let me read this really quickly to you from Philippians uh, 4 again in the New Living Translation. Listen to what this says in the New Living Translation. 
Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace. Now, this is one of the promises. This is how we experience the peace of God, which exceeds anything that we can understand. It exceeds anything that, 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 that we can calculate. And His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true. Think about it. Think about it on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely. Stop, you know, don't, don't fix your thoughts on all the things that aren't true. Many times this is where people lose their peace is they ruminate on things that aren't true. They ruminate on injustice. They ruminate on loss and fear. They ruminate on aggravation, irritation, on, on, on things that, that uh, you know, are, 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 are disappointing. And all they do is just circle around and circle around whenever. If we really want to play the part God wants us to play, then it's important, dear brothers and sisters, that we fix our thoughts on things that are true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice, verse 9 says, all you have learned and received me. He's talking about, you know, putting it into practice. Practice these things on purpose. Make yourself practice these things. Talk to yourself about it. Put into practice all you have learned and received from me, everything you have heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. Not only will the peace of God be with you, but the God of peace will be with you. I love the God of peace. Let me connect this to one more verse as I close. Let me connect Philippians 4, verse 9. I'm going to read that. And then I am going to read Romans 16 and verse 20. Because this is how the Lord said it to me this morning. In my waking moments... This is what he said to me. I'm going to read it from the, King, the New King James Version. Okay? Verse 9, Philippians 4. Then verse 20 of Romans 16. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. May the grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. That's what he said to me this morning. The God of peace will be with you. And the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath his feet. And then he told me, have faith in me. Trust me. Trust me more than the things you see. Think about it. Thanks again for joining us for another encouraging word from Pastor Ron Hammonds. 
Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.